All right, so um, Rich was number 10. The 10 best for vegetarians. So we got that going for us. We suck at life. <laughs> Vice President Pence's wife goes to work at a Christian school and is attacked. I guess that's a bad thing. The media does not obviously like that at all. And Warner and Kane upset over Trump canceling Pelosi's trip. We got the clips. It's kind of fun and funny. That's next. Virginia Citizens. And American Patriots Radio is the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. And it is a beautiful Friday afternoon. We're going to have a weather-filled weekend. And uh, I don't think anyone really knows exactly what's going to happen. We could get heavy rain. We could get light rain. We're going to get some snow. We might not get any snow. Who knows? But uh, anyway going to be a weather-filled weekend. It is every weekend. There's weather every weekend. All right, we're up and running. 454-1366. Phone lines are open. 454-1366. Live on our Facebook page. That's our fan page. Facebook.com slash the Lee Brothers takes you to our um, Facebook page, which we've been broadcasting live on our Facebook pages for, well, I guess since the start since of the year. the beginning of the right. 19th century. And uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, what is... Virginia for reconciliation. What is that all about? I know. Sounds it, good. Sound, what sounds, sounds fantastic. We're going to, you know, there'll be reconciliation sure. in Virginia. Sure. For something that's 400 <laughs> years old. 400 years ago, it started. Apparently. And now we're going to finally, finally have reconciliation, reconciliation in on the it. state of Virginia. We'll be talking with. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be incredible. We haven't done this. Obviously, in 400 years, because... The former governor of Virginia will join us, Bob McDonald. He'll talk to us about that at 435. A truly great American. Um, and at 5, we'll have Senator Amanda Chase tell us why she carries a gun on the Senate floor. And by the way, I'm all in favor, right? I mean, I, I love weaponries. I have yeah, one. but if you carried one on the Senate floor, they'd have dragged you out kicking and maybe, screaming. Maybe, maybe. No, there's no maybe. No, to they could have. You'd have been adios. That's not true entirely. You're not allowed to carry a gun on the Senate floor because you are... To the Senate, a peon. I mean, to the Senate, you're not a senator. Did you do any kind of... Hello? <laughs> yes? It's the wrong number. 454-1366. That's the right one. 454-1366. Nancy Pelosi's right. trip's been canceled. Trump sent her a letter. This has been the talk for the last few days. It's actually hilarious. Did you actually hear the letter? I love it. It says, I'm sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan has been postponed. <laughs> he goes, we will reschedule your seven-day trip when the shutdown is over. As soon as you get off $5 billion, you see, Hag. He said, in light of the 836,000 great American workers not pay, I'm sure you would agree that postponing the public relations event is totally appropriate. So he also he goes on to say, now you can fly commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. At um, your own expense. At your own expense. Um, yes, and take as many and people with you as you like because you're funding it. Here's what the press had to say. I mean, this is a montage now, of the was press. Was it important that. enough for her to fund it? I don't think so. I've, she's not going. No, she's not. It's petty. It's small. It's vindictive. This is um, <laughs> a depressing additional step farther down in what is a... Uh, interpersonal stare down, a spat between the Speaker of the House and the President. The President has acted like he's in the fifth grade. Clearly, we do not have an adult in the White House. This is the President essentially being a man baby. 
all over. A man baby. I love that term, man baby. I want to be a man baby. <laughs> That's a great Where part. do I sign up? I love it when the when the uh, left and the press just goes crazy. That was a bunch of clips from CNN talking to Democrats. Get so, the baby out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. I guess Trump was probably rolling in the floor laughing. Man baby. Holding his stomach. Get the baby out of here. When he heard all that mess. That's hilarious. We don't have an adult in the White House. So... What did he do that's so so bad? He did exactly what Pelosi's saying. Look, you're not going to have the State of the Union. you got all these people not working. Let's not. And, and, and Trump goes, you know what? That's a good point. Why would we dare spend money and let you leave when we could be working on getting the government back open? And why would we spend money when the government is shut down just for the CHAG Awareness Organization? I mean, why, <laughs> why, would, they, why would they allow that? Right. Exactly. Here's what uh, I love it. Warner and Kane showed up at the nearest microphone. These guys together, two peas in a pod, I tell you. I hear they're remaking uh, Dueling Banjos with those two guys. Yeah, just, saying. just saying. They, uh, wow. They, wow. Yeah, hang on. Wow. <laughs> hang on to all the Kane and Warner clips. By the way, there's another Warner clip I want you to grab, Mark, about him saying capitalism's dead. But here is, uh, here's Warner and Kane talking specifically about this refusal to let Pelosi go on her trip. And, and by the way, do you know that Trump also canceled his administrative trips for some of his top administration? They want some going to Switzerland. He canceled that. So it's not now, like I don't he, think he's going to play golf for a while either. Uh, I don't know about that. That's it. certainly doable. But anyway, here's uh, Warner and Kane. Now, listen to this. This big, long pause. Warner's looking around. <gasps> you know, it's just I don't understand <laughs> if Mr. Trump <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounds like he's trying to do like, an impersonation of Trump. It's just, it? He is unbelievable. I, just, I, 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 I don't think there's, some, there's something not right Mr. about Warner. Trump, I'm going to cry. You know what I mean? There's something. If you see him speak, oh, you're, I, like, I agree. you're like, I agree. this I, guy's not all there. I felt that way all along. Didn't want to say it. I wanted to wait till you said it. It took years, but you finally came out of your mouth. So now I'm going to agree with you. You know, it's just, oh. I don't understand. Listen, he's thinking. He's thinking. If Mr. Trump. Listen. Mr. Trump. Understands the laws and procedures in our country. I mean, what? I there's laws, and, laws procedures, and procedures. Laws and procedures for Nancy Pelosi to go all over the globe when the government shut down. Oh, on a military plane. Laws and procedures. That's what he broke the law. He broke the law. Lock the president up. He Trump broke, broke the, law. the law. Is that a little bit of a stretch? Let's see what he says here. Understands the laws and procedures. In our country. I mean, uh, I don't know what Speaker Pelosi's doing. You think this is his level of excitement? I love what he says. I don't know what Speaker Pelosi's doing. Neither does anyone else. <laughs> but his level No of, one does. Is he but, ever passionate about anything? This is how the level of, of enthusiasm Warner has. Understands the laws and procedures in our country. I mean, I don't know what Speaker Pelosi's doing or not doing, but even sometimes members <laughs> take trips into yeah. dangerous areas. And yeah. only announce it after the fact. So I'm not even sure whether. What? We, I have been to Afghanistan multiple yeah. occasions. It has never been announced in advance that I'm Tim going to Afghanistan. That never, never happens. Well, this wasn't announced in advance either. It was but stopped. it should have been. It was stopped. Send a radio message to Afghanistan. CHAG is coming. No, we don't do that, obviously. As a country, we don't do that. No, of course you don't do that. But Trump isn't saying, here comes Nancy Pelosi. He stopped the entire thing. So, Tim Kaine, your little rant there is irrelevant. 
I mean, are he you didn't seriously? announce it to anyone. He announced that she's not taking. going. That's well, it. And, and the matter, I guarantee you, I, I, I guarantee you, he told her or her aides. He didn't put it out on national TV or the radio or send a message around the globe to let the Taliban know the sea hag is in route. He didn't do that. Of course not. And Kane says this. I have been to Afghanistan multiple occasions. It has never been announced in advance that I'm going to tell. It's not announced in advance now. You're not. She's not going. Did you see how he cut Warner off? Oh, yeah, he had to. Warner was like. (sighs) All right, more of this. Be back in 30 seconds. More (sighs) of this. You won't believe these two. That's just. Okay, 30 seconds are up. I'm back. (laughs) Exactly. He He must be. Having breathing difficulties. More Warner and Kane and your or phone calls next. not working. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 92.7 FM. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers. Well, if you ask me where I come from, the greatest country on the planet, here's what I tell everyone. The Lee Brothers, 454-1366, 454-1366, phone lines are open. For the only two-headed talk show on the planet. That's right. So Mark Warner and Tim Kaine just can't help themselves. They got to team up. They're 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 uh, Pete and repeat here. And Tim they, and Mark and they uh, Mark and Tim. They can't stand the fact that Trump won't let Pelosi go on this trip. In fact, Mark Warner called it against the law, breaking the law, or whatever it is. Here he is again. Laws and procedures. In our country. I mean, yeah. I don't know what Speaker Pelosi is doing or not doing, but even Nobody does. sometimes members take trips into yeah. dangerous areas Here comes and Kane. only announce it after the fact. So I'm not even sure whether. Uh, we. I have been to Afghanistan multiple yeah. occasions. It has never been announced in advance that I'm going to Afghanistan. That never, never happens. Never. Okay. And secondly, the Speaker of the House is the third in line. In the Constitution, so uh, in, in the order of succession, and for That's the speaker scary. to go visit troops is something that is not only done; it should be done. He didn't say he couldn't go. Hang on a second. He didn't say he couldn't go. Trump didn't say you're not going to meet the troops because you're third in line for the presidency. He never said that, Tim Kaine. He, what did he say, Kane? You need to go back and read the letter. He said during the shutdown, it's not a good idea to go, and you're turning this into a uh, into this. Now, he didn't announce to the world that. She planned to come. He didn't say that. In fact, he, just he said basically she wasn't going. said, you're not going anywhere, CAG. These Give me two about guys. $5 billion, you can go anywhere you want. And uh, they continue here. And for the president to try to, A, announce in advance, which creates a security challenge for her. Oh, my gosh. Are has, you kidding has Nancy me? Has been to the border? Has she been to the southern border? Pelosi? I don't know. I don't care. I mean, maybe I she mean, has Maybe she should go down there. Maybe she should. But a security risk? Kane. Did you miss the point? She's not going. Trump didn't announce, here she comes. Trump said, she's not coming. How could Kane and, Way- and, and Warner miss it this bad? You two people they are looking for something. It. They have to they, twist Of course it. they do. That's exactly what she they're doing. She should be going to visit the new Americans. As, uh, as Tim Kane has said Tim Kane coined the phrase, new Americans. That's where she should go. Maybe she would be welcomed by them. Maybe a group, of, a band of them would take her off into the <laughs> desert at night and teach her what illegals some do in this country and then let her go and see if she won't give him the money for a fence then. She'll probably so, give him $10 billion and tell him to build it twice as tall. So here is, um, here's more of Kane. 
her and then B, try to hobble her going by telling the speaker that the speaker can't use military air. This guy is so unbelievably petty. And this is bullies petty. everywhere are petty. And, 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 petty. and Pelosi's not petty? And she's not a bully? Did he say B do? No, that was that's a that's actually a uh, T Mac. But what they were doing there, I thought he said B do in his sentence, <laughs> you know, because he's talk telling right no, now. No, that's the, he's a Democrat, yes, but he's not T Mac type of. Well, yeah, T Mac coined that phrase, but the other Democrats do talk tell and B do. You know, Tim, Trump didn't say Nancy don't go. He, he said, said, Nancy, you're a, not going anywhere. <laughs> he did. He said it's a shutdown. You're not going anywhere. He said, you for, can go on a private plane or a commercial plane at your own expense. You can spend your own money. You can go anywhere you want. I can't control you. It's a free world. However, right. you will just... not fly on a military plane. And Kane and Warner... Unless it's a paratrooper plane and everyone has to get off. <laughs> Here's more of Kane. Somewhere over Terrier, the head. This guy is so unbelievably petty. And this is... Bullies everywhere are petty, insecure people. And that's what this move demonstrates are, about Tim. his character. This would have been... Listen to if, this. If someone had revealed about the president's trip beforehand um, around Christmas when he went to the war zone. If someone had revealed that before him, that would have been a violation of law, policy, and procedure. And I don't but know he did. what the president may have done today isn't that same kind of violation. Oh, that's like that's, saying, that's I don't know if the president, you know, threw a, threw a spear at small children looking for Easter eggs or not. I don't know. He just said he doesn't know whether or not he did this. The president didn't do this. And you talk about bullies. Remember it, Tim Kaine back back when he went he was up in Northern Virginia and somebody in the audience said something to him about traffic. It complained about the roads. And what did the bully Tim Kaine say? Then stay off my roads. Well, well Kane was pushing Don't for a tax increase. Don't drive on my roads. He was pushing for a tax increase, and Kane became a bully then. Isn't it's that a, a bully? It's a great analogy. Isn't that a bully? It's perfect. But what Kane and Warner don't seem to understand, or maybe they do this on purpose. I have to think this is purposeful. They have to make they, it they, dramatic. They made it sound like Trump announced that Pelosi was coming and told the world. No, he did not do that. He said she's not coming. How could you be this dense, the two U.S. senators from Virginia. They're right. thick, and they're an embarrassment to the state of Virginia, in my opinion. And Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, too. All right, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. My kind of music. Wait for it. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Lee Brothers here live outside the uh, capital of the Commonwealth. 454-1366. You know, Richmond made number 10 of the best cities in the country for vegetarians. So, if you're a vegetarian, stay away from my bushes. You know, I don't understand the vegetarian thing. I never did. The thing that's confusing to me about vegetarians is why they want to eat uh, a cheeseburger that's not a cheeseburger. They want to look like a cheeseburger. They don't want to eat a cheeseburger. I've never you understood know, I had a, I had a cheeseburger once that was um, a soy that's cheeseburger. Just a, that's not a was, cheeseburger. It was good. It's not a cheeseburger. It was actually, it's not a cheeseburger. It was actually good. I was thankful it wasn't green because right. I don't, I don't want to eat a green. If, if I open a cheeseburger and it's green, it's going in the trash. I'm sorry. But I do like, I like all beef. Richmond's been, Richmond's been named number 10 city for vegetarians, mainly because we have apparently 90-plus um, 
vegetarian friendly or vegan friendly eateries. I didn't vegan. Have, vegan. vegan. I thought it's vegan were like from a from the planet Vega. You ever okay. seen the movie? Uh, well, I forgot the name of the movie now, but anyway, it's a cool movie, and it's about a message that comes from the planet Vega. That's where I wonder where Chevrolet Vegas. got the name for that car. Now I know it's from a planet far, far away, the planet Vega. And there are people of some sort. There's beings, and they're far more advanced than we are. You okay? They're probably. <laughs> That's they're probably. We're just thinking, what is, what's going on? They're here? probably ones that put the mermaids here because they're real too. But anyway, do you see where uh, Purdue Foods is making a vegan chicken nugget by accident? No, it contains wood pieces. Yeah. So well, I thought that was part of the ingredient anyway. <laughs> part wood. You know, I'm not a big. I'm not a big uh, chicken nugget eater. A Chick Fil A. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a chicken nugget connoisseur unless it comes from, from Chick Fil A. Exactly. And I know that the wood content wood. is zero in Chick Fil A. It must be loaded in fiber. But everybody else's. I, I don't know. Wood now vegans wouldn't argue with that. <clears throat> you like a chicken nugget? There's no chicken. Wood only. I think it's wood only. People so. from the planet Vega probably eat wood. I mean, oh, I, so I've never met one personally. But. All right, coming up, Nancy Pelosi is uh, is upset about CEO pay versus minimum wage pay. She makes a statement that's quite embarrassing. That's coming up in your phone calls. 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. This is the song Nancy Pelosi plays on her way home every evening. <laughs> great again it's the lee brothers we built this city yes we did we built this city on rock and roll we built this city it's one of the best bumps ever we built this city on rock and roll just after 334 the capital of the commonwealth of virginia the Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting Sages in my just left. left, sometimes is far left. <laughs> it's Richard Lee. Yeah. All right, so we had some fun with Mark Warner here because he's a dope and he's a big liberal dope. So it makes it even more fun to poke at him. When Warner and Kane messed this thing up so bad, thinking that Trump couldn't stop Pelosi from going on this trip, or even worse, misqualified it, miscategorized it as saying that they, they announced Pelosi's arrival. She's not going. Here's, well, and, and they didn't announce it either. Right. That's that's inaccurate. Well, that's uh, just a bullface lie. So here's to make Trump look bad. Just to give you an example, Warner was so boring with us. Here's the opening comments on this again. This After is a case of beer. You know, it's just see how slow this is. I don't understand. So we went back and we thought Warner said some things about capitalism. So we we pulled that clip again and we thought. This is this is probably more like how exciting Warner gets. I was blessed to do really well uh, in business. <laughs> uh, I believe. Give me another beer. But I don't believe modern American capitalism is working for enough people. Another beer, I don't please. Believe. We need to shake things up. <laughs> we need to shake them up. Don't shake up my beer, though. That's not what I meant. I mean, that's just about as realistic as Warner's excitement level. He sounds like level. an alien. Uh, he might be. He looks like one, too. From the planet Vega. That's pretty funny, actually. That's when Warner was talking about capitalism doesn't work anymore, and he's just shake things up. 
Yeah, Warner. He's yeah. Let's shake it up and yeah. go socialist. Man. I was blessed to do really well uh, in business. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the free enterprise system, but I don't believe modern American capitalism is working for enough people. Of course not. And we need to shake things up. Modern day capitalism doesn't work for enough people. I, I am amazed by the left. The left it doesn't work for enough people. So socialism will work for all people. Is that right? I mean, how would he have done with his business in a socialist society? <laughs> right. He wouldn't have. He, knows he wouldn't that. have done jack. So here we find ourselves with Beto O'Rourke this week talking about how Constitution's kind of outdated, not really set for this empire, is his words. And then we have Democrats in the General Assembly. They propose two bills that would essentially kill jobs. They are proposing a hike in the minimum wage and a family medical leave bill both of which would kill jobs in the Commonwealth. Now, liberals don't think that way, but if it costs more to hire, if you're putting a cost on jobs, an employer is going to measure whether that cost is worth it. And the employer is going to say, look, if I have to hire someone at $15 an hour, I can't afford that. Or if I have to hire someone and then pay them three months of pay while they're gone. Employers already put a cost on jobs. They have to. Right. They have to know what it's going to cost to run their company. They need to know how many people they sure. need and how much they need to pay them. Right. You know, and the majority of people working at a minimum wage job today are teenagers. So teenagers are going to get a, a big raise, and you and I are going to get squat. <laughs> well, um, there, there's no doubt that a, a bill that suggests that employers have to pay for medical leave of three months— that's a decision between employer and employee will impact employment. That's a benefit that, you know, if you want to recruit people, if you want to recruit do quality people, you put benefits in place, and that's a benefit. That should not be a requirement of the government. The Democrats think it is. That's insane. That's insane. Walter New Kent, you're on 820 WNTW and FM 92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Hi, Richard. I'm in Sodom. Hey, Walter. Um, and I hope you're feeling pretty good. I am. Um, Thanks, Walter. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you have our prayers. Um, Thank you so much. I've heard going to, um, to um, Afghanistan. First of all, they don't like the troops because they don't vote for them. So, uh, you know, when Al Gore ran for president and wanted to win, um, they wanted um, not to count the military vote. That was, that was Bush versus Gore. And so eventually we counted the military vote and, and, and he lost. But um, I think that probably this trip has more to do with going to, um, to, to Belgium and France because um, the EU is collapsing fast. And, Absolutely. Um, and um, France is going up in smoke. And so I think that it's more about that than, than going to see the troops, I'm sure that they aren't out to give money to the troops, especially since they're trying to help with the border. You know, we couldn't have border security or nothing like that. And, and I right. told this the walls all the time, and they work. They do work. They, well, here's the deal. Work. Here's the deal, Walter. I mean, Pelosi, Pelosi has every right to uh, go to Afghanistan. And Trump has every right to say, not right now. And she Trump, has every right to go with using her own money. Sure. But Trump, Trump's not saying she can't go. And Trump's not saying any of those things. He's, He's saying, look, saying we're the United shutdown. States is not going to pay for her to go right now because the government is shut Correct. down. Correct. 
Great right. call, Walter. You're truly a great American. All right, Pelosi, uh, not only do we have Democrats in our own General Assembly making laws that will make employment harder with the minimum wage laws and the family medical leave, but Nancy Pelosi this week was uh, had a press conference arguing for the minimum wage. What she says here, it, it's really amazing. That's why I want to play it for you. Do you know by today, many of the CEOs of the companies that were fighting to get the minimum wage increased in they have earned as much in the first couple of weeks in January as they will pay these employees for the whole year. All right, before now, we play more of that. I th- think that's a, a load of horse dung, but even if it's not. Even if even it's true. If, even if it's true. Right. So the what? The CEOs either own the company or they're brought in because they're talented people to run the company and right. make it affordable to pay them that kind of salary. And if the people that work there don't like what they're getting paid, they have the right as a U.S. citizen, as an American, to go work anywhere they want. I mean, they just start sending out your resume. Start applying elsewhere. If you don't like it, it's nobody's business what the CEOs are getting paid. Nancy Pelosi and the left are very good at this. You see, the CEO makes as much as you do in three weeks. So what? Go be a CEO. Exactly. I don't, I don't understand how. Learn how to be a CEO and, and, and the, go to that CEO and say, teach me. The next I, step, I want to be you. Teach me. The next step that's interesting is what you expect to be done because of that. Do you now want government to step in and say, well, the CEO can't do that? Is that what you want? Is that really what the Democrats want us to have, an American system like this, where the government says, oh, no, no, no. If this bill passes, we're going to become New York, essentially. It sounds like they just took New York's bill and brought it down here and said, hey. Nancy, go lobby I'll for I'll convince right? them I wrote this. And, Here's- and, and, it, and it's crazy. New York's going to have a minimum wage of $15 an hour by, I think it's 2021 or 2022, statewide. That's what Virginia's calling for, by the way, also. You know, and, and what All if right. you have employees that suck? What's next? The government is going to come in and tell you whether you can get rid of them. Or not. Right. And if you're paying right. all of your employees $15 an hour and you've got one that sucks out loud and one that's phenomenal, you're going to pay the phenomenal one more money. And you should. And your cheeseburgers are going to be $15 a piece. And you're going to want to get rid of the dead weight. And the government's not going to allow you to do it. They're going to say, uh-uh, nope. Freddie, suck it, life. But Jones the, over here is going to stay with you. The mentality of the left is government can fix this. Now, Pelosi continues. Listen to what she says after this. That is not justice. That ain't fair. That isn't right. It's not fair and it's not right. And it's justice. It's justice. I thought that pertained to the legal system. (laughs) So, So Nancy Pelosi said it's not fair and justice and right. So you're the arbiter of that? And you're going to make it right by sitting in a far off land as a king and a queen? And here's the thing. Unreal. That'll be the day. They use language like that. Uh, you know, that just proves that if you're an employer, you are not going to be in control of your employees. The employer the is the government enemy. will be. Exactly. Exactly. The, the government's going to be your biggest enemy. And you try to get rid of someone, you're going to pay them anyway because mm-hmm. the government's not going to allow you to do it. That's a scary path. It really is. She continues, actually. And we don't begrudge anyone their success. Right. Sure you don't. And their yes, income. But we do begrudge exploitation of the workers 
uh, to that ex- exploitation. Oh, we're exploiting you mean them. They, they're forced in there? These aren't five and six year olds, Nancy. <laughs> Some, but they're, they're adults. adults. They can go work elsewhere. They How can apply this? for jobs elsewhere if they apply themselves. They will be rewarded accordingly, and if they don't, then they're going to have to go work somewhere else under under today's rules. Things I, uh, are going to change, and they're going to change for the worse for the employers. I can't believe most America doesn't see right through that crap. There is a group of people who are honestly ignorant, and they look at this and they think, yeah, that's only fair and right. Instead of thinking of the consequences, a government that dictates what's fair and right is a tyrannical, overreaching government that you ought to fear, not embrace. And these people that look at this and say, this, is, this sounds good, this is right. They're the ones who suck. <laughs> they are the ones that suck. They are. I wanna, they, they are. So they're saying. I'll get $15 an hour, and I can even suck worse. I can be the biggest joke they have in their entire employment department, and I can suck out loud, and there's nothing they can do about it. Good point. All right, coming up, there's a war on Christian schools. I'm not kidding you. Vice President Mike Pence's wife works for a Christian school in Northern Virginia, and they're attacking her. That's next on your phone calls, 454 13 Sixty-six four five four thirteen sixty-six Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW ninety-two point seven FM. And we need to shake things up. <laughs> the Lee Brothers showing off the First Amendment and using the Second only when necessary. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Something great about America. The fact that you have religious freedom, First Amendment rights enshrined in the Constitution that was unique among the countries of the planet. From our very founding, our principles were of liberty and justice for all. From the very founding began the abolition of slavery. From the very beginning of our founding, not in 2019, but the very beginning, coming up at four o'clock, the uh, lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth walks off the floor of the Senate because the Senate honored Robert E. Lee. We'll discuss that and more come up at four. I, I guess some people just don't understand our founding. They're confused by it. They think our founding was about slavery. Our founding wasn't about it. was about the abol- they, abolition of slavery from the very beginning with Jefferson's pen. They act like uh, Robert E. Lee, Lee brought the slaves here. <laughs> right. All right, so this is the most unbelievable story of the week to me. It really lays out the difference between the radical left and 98.6% of America. You see, 98.6% of America wants to raise their kids to be moral, productive, and God-fearing. I kid you not, that is exactly what America does. They raise their kids and they want to protect them from a world that wants to attack them. They want to protect them from a world who wants to throw junk in front of them. Either through their iPhones or through the internet or TV. Most parents want to protect their children. Most parents have had a choice, would send their kids to a school that teaches their beliefs and their morals and and firm foundations and liberty in America. Exactly. if, If they had their choice. Exactly. But in America, we don't let you have your freedom of choice in schools. And I don't think we ever will. I you know, I I just I hope I I hate to sound pessimistic. It just seems like we're never Never going to get to that point. I'd love to see us get to that point while I'm still here on the planet. So that way I won't have to haunt as many people as I will now. Here's the example that just ripped me apart this week. Vice President Mike Pence's wife, Karen Pence, went back to work this week. She is working at an elementary school, a private Christian elementary school in Northern Virginia. That's incredible. And 
It's called Emanuel Christian School. Unbelievable school. The left has gone crazy about that, as if they've never heard of Christianity or they never heard of a Christian school. They are, they are saying that Mike Pence's wife is working at a school that bans LGBTQ employees and kids, that, that she goes to a school that, and, and, and many from um, Washington Post, one of the bloggers said, Karen Pence's worldview horrifies me. You know, th- th- think what, about what has this happened to our culture? Do you think she sat down with her husband and said, Mike, you know, I want to go back to teaching school. Think you can help me find one that bans LGBT, (laughs) gay kids, and and (laughs) transgenders? Can you help me find one of those? Well, sure, I'll get with the FBI tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, mean, is that not nuts? It's insane. It's crazy. So Mike Pence came out and said, Karen and I have been around public life for two decades. So to be honest with you, we're used to this criticism. But the attacks on Christian education by the mainstream media have to stop. Amen. He said, we cherish the freedom of religion in this country. This administration stands for four square for the freedom of religion in the people's face. And to see the mainstream media criticize my wife because she's choosing to return to a classroom at an elementary Christian school is wrong. Of course it's wrong. But see, the left isn't about that. The left is about their version of right and wrong and imposing their worldview, not Christians imposing their worldview. Nobody says, hey, you're forced to go to a Christian school. But the mainstream media, the radical, progressive, anti-God left says you are forced to go to this anti-God humanist public school. They want to force you into their faith. But Mike Pence's wife is a Christian, goes to a Christian school, and the left can't stand it. This is an exact example of what's wrong with our culture by the left, not because the right. They can't stand the Bible. I mean, what if she went to work waiting tables in a strip club or something? You think uh-huh. the media would pick up on that? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is right. un- unbelievable. Here's what I think the left is, is completely missing. The, the left is missing the ideals of Christianity and how righteous and good they are. Amen. And that millions of Americans across the world and in America are still Christians who send their kids to Christian school. And here's the most interesting thing. This Christian school is not banning anyone from attending or working there. They have a requirement, a specific set of morals and behavior and religious beliefs they require. And if you don't like that, don't go there. And it's a business. They, have the, they should have the right to, to make those kind of decisions. For their business and their business model. It's a Christian school. Not in the left's view. The left loves to hate. Well, see, you You have to agree with everything the left says. You have to agree with everything they say and everything they believe, and then you're fine. You'll get along great with them. But they'll still find something wrong with Mike Pence's wife working anywhere. It doesn't matter where. The progressive, self-proclaimed, tolerant, anti-God, humanist, progressive left, and the media love to hate Christians. Hate, hate, hate. They love to hate the worldview that says there are right things and there are wrong things. Here's the standard. They hate a standard. And by that definition, they hate 98% of America. Nobody has a problem with Karen Pence going and teaching at a Christian school except Huffington Post in the Washington Post. And that's sad. Your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. Scott and Richard Lee. 
the circus clowns of talk radio. And we need to shake things up. Don't make stuff up and don't pretend. <laughs> Just give me another beer. That's Tim Kaine. All right, coming up, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax couldn't sit there and honor Robert E. Lee. He just couldn't do it, you see, because... He had to get up and walk out. And and why? Because something happened 400 years ago? The guy is lost. 400 years ago. All right, also, Bob McDonald's coming up in the next hour, and your phone calls about uh, that and uh, ESPN. ESPN says cheeseburgers are racist. No, they are. If you serve really? a cheeseburger, you're a racist. 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. to learn about FM. So what is it? What is this Virginians for reconciliation? What is that? We'll talk about it this hour. Lieutenant Governor, he leaves his seat as president of the Senate because they honored Robert E. Lee. Again, so he walks what's up? out because they honored Robert E. Lee. What is wrong with Lee name? Why is that such a offense to so many, including the Lee brothers? And uh, ESPN, a sports channel, thinks that the cheeseburgers that Trump served is racist. I kid you not. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in the capital the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, beautiful afternoon. I mean, the, the weather today, I drove in with the windows down. It's so nice out there. It was like 54 degrees. Of course, we do have rain coming in over the weekend. It's going to, uh, we also have a temperature drop coming in on Sunday. They say it's going to drop 20 degrees in an hour as this Arctic air mass Every hour? hits us. Every hour until we're all like this. <laughs> you can't move. That's pretty the good. The snow is going to come in late in the day as the rain heads out. We're going to probably get one to three inches of snow if we get any at all. Uh, nobody really knows. At least it'll be cold enough. Nobody knows. All right, we are. Uh, we're going to get. We're up and running. 454 1366. Yes, and our phone number is shown on Facebook.com. Our live broadcast there and our fan Look at page. the bottom of the screen. It's itty-bitty, but if you have a magnifying oh, You can glass, get close enough to it. You can yeah, see you it. you can. Put yeah. one eye on it. It's like, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, uh, Facebook.com, the Lee Brothers, our fan page, and we're, we're there. All right, coming up at 5, um, Richard and I are going to talk about kind of the lunacy of a cell phone ban in cars. They're, no, they're, they're considering ban. banning the use of holding a cell phone. But the cheeseburger's okay. I can shove that in my pie hole. But the, the, the cell you can phone... keep your meal in your hand. So you put a cheeseburger in one hand, a drink in the other, and you steer with your knees. And that's fine. But don't pick that cell phone up. <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, that's all dead ahead. 454-1366. ESPN got involved in the, in the, in the race debate. I, and I'm not talking about a race, like a foot race or a NFL race or anything like that. But the, the, the idea and topic of racists and racism, this has become the number one topic in America. And I've always said the only place that racism exists in America is politics. That's it. Because you, me, and everyone else listening aren't racist. We don't act racist. We have friends that are of all kinds of different races, and we have no issue. But we're told that we have an issue by a certain party in our country who says, oh, no, no, no. 
Everyone's racist. The institutional racism. America's racism. The country's racist. You're a racist and don't even know it. The Democratic Party wants everyone to think that the Republican Party is comprised of all racist. So vote for the Democrat in any race, no matter if it's dog catcher to president of the United States. Vote Democratic because... Everyone's racist. Everyone else is racist. <laughs> yes, exactly. And if you don't believe me, go back 400 years. <laughs> 400 years. Have we not gotten over this in 400 years? 400 years ago, they say that was when the first slaves that were brought to America by the Dutch, I might add, they bought them from their families. I, I, I mean... The, the, that's what Virginia's for Reconciliation is all about. And Bob McDonald's going to join us at 435 to talk about that. But I can't get past how everything is racist, including now a cheeseburger. You know what happened is— I can't go through the drive-thru on the way home and get a whatever kind of cheeseburger I want because they are all racist, and they will make you racist if you're not already. (laughs) One bite, you're like, holy smokes. (laughs) I didn't realize I feel a tingle. I'm becoming racist. Trump uh, had the Clemson baseball uh, football team. Something like that. Obviously, we're not sports broadcasters. <laughs> there were some sports people at the White House. We're not sure what they did. There was some team there. Did, they did tell us that it's primarily a black sport. They we're not d- sure what sport it was. ESPN told us that. These could have been soccer players for all we know. But ESPN says this is primarily a black sport. So, so ESPN got involved here because Trump served hamburgers and cheeseburgers and pizza to the players because the government shut down. And it... It, it resonated with 98.6% of America, except ESPN, which somehow has become a political uh, channel instead of a sports one. Here's what one of the uh, so-called commentators on ESPN said about this. I don't know. I, well, I, I guess not. I took it very differently when I saw him giving the football players. It's it's a predominantly black sport and fast food. My thought went went a very different place. Also, I think the, pre- I think bu- the president likes of, fast food. A bunch of jobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. Let me, really? let, me, let me say this. Okay, let's say who's offended by that? This who's was pos- a predominantly predominantly I can't even pronounce it black sport, and the race that plays this sport. Likes cheeseburgers, according to her. They like cheeseburgers. So she's essentially saying the president should have fed them something they don't like. (laughs) Exactly. To prove to the world that he's not a racist. They like pizza and they like cheeseburgers. So he fed them pizza and cheeseburgers, according to this lady, because they are predominantly black and that's what they eat. You believe that? That's it. She's people she's think the this racist. Way. She's saying, "How could she? Oh no, a black team better feed them cheeseburgers and pizzas." That is unbelievable. What the, what the heck is that, that all about? That's because the left is so bent. I mean, how do you? This, this is my point. They're fed, how do you they're, see? They're eat up with. How themselves. do you see racists? How do you see anything racist about? How do you possibly? I don't see anything how do you racist get there. How do you, you going to pull up to there? the drive-through at McDonald's and say, "I would like to have a cheeseburger," but. That's predominantly a black food. <laughs> it's so a, what do you have if, that's predominantly white? So she, in her mind, saw a salad. Trump served hamburgers, and she goes, this, let's play it again. Here's what she said again. I don't know. I, well, I, not, I guess not. I took it very differently. When I saw him giving the football players, it's, it's a predominantly black sport and fast food. Wow. That's just weird. She just insulted blacks everywhere. everywhere by saying. All they like is. Fast food. 
when you go home tonight, what kind of fast food are you going to have? Are you know, hey, I'm going home. Okay, I'll see you later. What kind of fast food are you going to eat tonight? Uh, the the amount the type that of, makes me pound your head in. <laughs> this is the exact problem. It's is it, with the left. Any ESPN, by the way, insulted which insulted horrible blacks everywhere. Well, well yeah, and but, whites too by saying if we eat that food or serve we're, we're or racist serve or serve we're racist food. because we're taking food away from the black population. We are. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Of course, this doesn't make this. This is complete lunacy. And if you can, I took it a different way. <laughs> exactly. How there's no other way to take this. Trump no. served him burgers because it was everyone likes cheeseburgers. Everyone like it wasn't a had it had zero to do with the color of somebody's skin. Exactly. Which is kind of the entire point. We ought to be on Martin Luther King weekend. We'd at least be able to say that we move past the color of someone's skin. But there is a group of people who are dedicated to making sure that everything is about the color of someone's skin, including a cheeseburger and including honoring Robert E. Lee on the Senate floor. Justin Fairfax left the chamber as they were honoring Robert E. Lee from the Commonwealth of Virginia, who, by the way, were alive today, would not be a racist at any single level. There's no way or he would be. a slave owner at any single possible level. level. He, you know, when Abraham Lincoln asked Robert E. Lee to lead the Northern forces, and he said, look, I'm a Virginian. I don't know which way Virginia is going to go just yet. If they, if they lean towards the north, I'll lead your forces for you. If they lean towards the south, I'll be fighting your forces. But I'm going to I'm going to lead whatever army that the state of Virginia goes with in, in this debacle. I'm surprised. And that- that's the only way Robert E. Lee became the, the head honcho over the Confederate forces because he was a Virginian. I'm si- surprised someone's not protesting the Lee name everywhere. I mean, Washington Lee High School had to be renamed the Lee Brothers. I'm surprised they don't make us change our name. Exactly. All right, your phone calls on this next, 454-1366, 454-1366. And white privilege was applied to a radio talk show host, and it's a big surprise for CNN. You won't believe this next. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. That is absolutely true. It's not passed through the bloodstream. Liberty must be fought for daily. All right, so now we're fighting our own government for it. There's an obsession, obsession by the left about race. Obsession. Um, David Webb is a radio talk show host. And he had a CNN contributor on his show. The CNN contributor is a woman who is black, since we need to point these things out nowadays. Oh, sure. We must say. We must say. Black, black, white. So this woman uh, listened to David Webb talk about uh, race relations in the country and white privilege. And here's what she said. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do like, I have yeah, the privilege tell me. of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have what time is it? to Ariva, I hate to break it to you, to but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. 
Now that's funny. Okay, then. I don't I care what anybody you went says. to white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. Wow. That is hilarious. That is so funny. It, you you know can't what? make this up. This That is absolutely hilarious. It's perfect. The you left, have white She's going on and on about white privilege. Well, what it Turns shows. Out, he's the lucky one. What it, yeah, right. Because he's black exactly. and he has white privilege. What the hell is white privilege? Somebody tell me what white privilege this is. This is the left's new talking point, And apparently. New terms um, that they've made up. White privilege. It just right there proved that it's a pile of crap. The entire premise of white privilege is a lie. And David Webb caught her in it. Her entire interview was around white privilege. All she was going to do is hammer this guy about white white privilege. And it turns out he's black. And it turns out he should have let her go on. He should have let her go on and on and on and then said, by the way, I'm black. And And then she she fights him for an an, uh, apology. I want to apologize. Here's that clip, in fact. Say no. You come with this assumption and you go to white privilege. David, That's actually David, insulting. It is, and I apologize. Wait, wait. It is insulting? Why is it insulting? And she wants to apologize for what? What does she want to apologize for? That she didn't judge someone by the color of their skin? She didn't know the color of someone's skin? That's the whole thing is such a joke. She gets mad because he's a little angry about the whole thing, but he, he keeps his composure. But he's a little, little angry he about be. her ridiculousness. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. Oh, blame it on your people. The whole white privilege thing is insulting. Can I I apologize? So, so it's no. You can't apologize. You, you see, hag. Here's what's funny. My people gave me the wrong info. So, in other words, my people. I hope her people are sitting there going, "You wait till she gets off the air." So, in other words, what she's saying was, if the white privilege is okay, if the guy was white. I mean, then it would have been completely fine to trash. The whole right. premise of it is is shown to be ignorant and false. She continues. Correct the record. I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my so color, I- you were going to something that I was part of. Part of the problem with driving a narrative around a construct like exactly. white privilege. Exactly. That's the problem with it. But the left just uh, loves this stuff. As I, if I said, nobody could get anywhere unless they're white. It's a lie. Tell me specifically the name of the person who gave you the wrong information. Right. Tell me exactly who that was. Because I think you're kind of full of dino dung. And you're <laughs> making this up as you go along. Get that person on the air and have them apologize to me. So white privilege is the only way to get ahead, huh? What happened to Barack Obama? Tiger Woods. Clarence Thomas, Ben Carson. I mean, do we have to do this, ladies and gentlemen? Do we have to be in a culture that looks at the color of somebody's skin? Here we're coming up on Martin Luther King uh, Monday, and you can check us out, 820theanswer.com, and see a video there that lays out the uh, absolute absurdity of us continuing to look at the color of someone's skin. And it's not by those on the right. It's not by white people. It's by CNN's liberal progressives that continue to say, look at the color of someone's skin. Aren't we beyond that yet? Study Martin Luther King. Get to know Martin Luther King. Read about him. Find out everything there is to know about him. You'll find out that the man was conservative. Well, I don't know He's, how. I, he, he had he some, was, he he had was, some uh, economic views. That he were kind did, of, but, but bottom line is the man was conservative. He wanted 
someone here's the here's the bottom line. Bottom line is they don't want to be judged by the color of someone's skin, and that's exactly what exactly we're doing today. Right. Exactly right. It's it's getting worse in the United States. It's getting. You agree? It's well, getting worse here. Only and it's the by the political parties. It's the Democratic Party that's pushing it because they want the votes. Period. All right. The, exactly. The quote, Democratic dinosaur dung. The quote about... Uh, it's big and it's smelly. The quote from Lieutenant Governor Fairfax about him walking off the floor. That is next in your phone calls. 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers. 820 WNTW 92. Point seven. It's not like a bowl full of jelly either. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. The second year in a row. The second year in a row, Justin Fairfax, our lieutenant governor, left the, the Senate in which he proceeds and presides over because we honored Confederate General Robert E. Lee. He said, quote, particularly this year... <laughs> Well, what about last year? You walked off too. Why, particularly uh, no, this year? He said, "Then why walk off for somebody exactly who's a who's dead? It's over. It's gone." The guy was an amazing human being who didn't have a uh, racist bone in his body. Now, Robert E. Lee owned a farm that had some slaves because his wife inherited the farm so and the Washington slaves. Washington and Jefferson. He was not pro-slavery. Exactly. All right. So here's what uh, Fairfax said. Particularly this year, which is obviously the 400-year commemoration of the first enslaved Africans being brought to Virginia. Really? That's what I was just thinking this morning when I woke up. Today's the day! 400 400 years! years. 400 years ago, these people are upset about something that happened 400 years ago. He says, I think it stings a lot of people in particular in a year like this. It does. It does not. It stings them? 400 years ago stings them? Fairfax. You know, I I was stung... 2,000 years ago when they put Jesus Christ on a, on a cross. That stung me, you know. That actually turned out to be a very positive. Anyway. Yeah, a very positive uh, he, thing. He, he went on to say, to constantly look backwards. Jesus to, would still be alive today. L- listen to this. To constantly look backwards to a very divisive time. That's what you're doing. That's what he's doing. He's looking backwards, a divisive time. Look forward. Don't look back. Come on, Fairfax. That's, you're, you're a bit of a joke. All right, coming up. What is this, Virginia for reconciliation? What is that? We'll ask the former governor, Bob McDonald. That is next in your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Check us out, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers and 92.7 FM. Word. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454 Hello, hello. Let me tell you what it's like to be a zero, zero. Let me show you what it's like to walk with feel, feel. Where did you get this? Just after 434. Outside the capital, the Commonwealth hello, hello. of Virginia. We are the Lee Brothers. With a, a threatening last name, right here on 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. My name's Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes his far left, is Richard Lee. I'm surprised nobody has approached us about changing our name. Oh, we've had this happen before. Not sure, but we've done, in fact, we did a whole hour one time on changing our name. Yes. Because we've uh, we found it so, well, others found it so offensive. 
We're really not that offended by it. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> well, I mean, we're you all know, okay with it. We are uh, not at all. We did, we did a show one time and told people we were just going to change the format completely and go to selling cars. And we spent the next 30 to 45 minutes trying to convince oh, the people that. calling in that we, we could kidding. not sell their car for them on the oh, air. I remember that. We had people calling in saying, That's true. I forgot about know, I've got a Mercedes I'd like to sell. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking for 19000 now. But let me tell you a little bit about it. Hold on there, oh, big oh. fella. Which we're not kidding. selling cars. We're not doing it. We're really not doing it. You know what that was? That was when. No, 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 no. That's pretty much. That's when it happened. When Barack Obama took over and won the presidency, you and I quit doing radio for about five minutes. Yeah. We, 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 we were going to go to we a recognized car our, our views show. Were wrong. We were going to do a car show and yes. sell your car for you for a small fee, half the price of the car. And we could do that again if you want to sell your car for and give us half. Right. So true. But that's not why we're here. A bipartisan group. A bipartisan group has bipartisan launched group. an initiative for an initiative. racial reconciliation. I love if you say it perfectly like that, racial reconciliation. Say it fast five times. It, it, I, it actually I comes across in a more powerful way. The Lee brothers would like to welcome to the uh, radio program the uh, former House of Delegates from Virginia Beach, the former Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Virginia, and the former Governor. And a truly great American. Former Governor Bob McDonald, sir. Governor, welcome to Richard, the program. Scott, what a what a treat to be back on with you. What a joy! It's the treat is all ours, Governor. It really is. It is uh, really good to talk with you. It's been a long time. Uh, you've gone through a lot since we talked with you. We, we had you on. I can't remember how many times. It must have been like a weekly event. You know, could have called it the Bob <laughs> McDonald Show. But <laughs> well, enjoyed it very much. You all are uh, straight shooters. Good sense of humor and uh, always good programming and. It really is uh, nice to be back on. Uh, Thank it, you, it's Governor. Been, it's been an interesting couple of years for me, but I'm very blessed to have had that time to be governor and uh, to uh, work with so many good people to get things done. But um, oh. it's nice to be talking about this new issue today. Well, I, I appreciate you joining us. And I've got to just tell you a quick story real quick. I, I've been telling everybody about running into you at the uh, Virginia Cavalier Hotel uh, yeah. probably a month or so ago. And I couldn't believe you. I was just like, Look, I just walked in. I, you know, I, I, forgive me for tackling you and holding you down, but that was. <laughs> okay. It was a good time to see you. He called me. How fast can you get down here? <laughs> That's right. I said, well, the helicopter's broken down right now, so it's going to take me a couple hours. Uh, by the way, you look phenomenal. I don't know. You, you're getting younger here? What's the story? How did you. What are you, what are you doing here? Are you, you just. You know, yeah, I need your I secret. Think, uh, the secret is when you leave politics, you start looking younger. Yeah, I guess. Uh, That's right. Ah. I, um, no, it's, you know, it's all genes. I'm very blessed. My parents were both, my dad died at 94 with a full head of hair and still, wow. still had the, uh, facial skin of about a 10 year old. I mean, wow. I don't know. It's, uh, just, oh, that's outstanding. You just got grades, but I'm, you know, I try to work out and eat right and do a couple little things like that. And, uh, got five grandchildren now. I've gotten older since I talked to you, but those grandchildren. <laughs> we have. Too. Well, that's we awesome. Also have. That is awesome. We're talking with the former governor, Bob McDonald. Before we get into your, your new initiative here and your launch, let me just ask you about politics in general. Are you sure. done with politics? Do you have any plans to want to come back into that arena? And please say you're going to run for office again. <laughs> well, I guess it's yes to the first and no to the second. I'm, I don't think I'll would run for any other office, but I, I'm very interested in government. And, and um, you know, the biggest issues, I think, uh, just in a quick nutshell, one is the you know, 80 years, people in Washington have just trampled on our principles of federalism and 
So they try to do everything now in Washington and don't do it well and spend a lot of money and waste a lot of money. So we got a billion dollar, I mean, excuse me, a trillion dollar deficit, you know, almost every year for the last, for the last 13 years. It's just out of control. Uh, And secondly, it's just, you know, sort of the tone of our politics. It it is uh, frighteningly bad. It is, uh, it is arrogant. It is, uncivil, it is vitriolic, and it is a lot of hyper-partisan uh, finger-pointing and blame. And the, the real problem is we don't get anything done. People do not get stuff uh, done. You know, yesterday we had cancellation of the, you know, a threat to cancel the State of the Union speech and then uh, grounding the House Speaker on the tarmac. You know? I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we got. Yeah. Rock and, throwing. You know, we got problems to solve, and I just think the gentleman, the tone of, uh, you, you know, you can disagree with people, but you don't, you don't have to point to the other guy and say, you know, you're evil. I'm going to right. destroy you. Remember, remember Reagan's come mantra, you know, if you agree with me 80% of the time, you're my friend. Now it's, they disagree with me too, with me 2% of the time, you're my enemy. So I, I don't know. I think that the, the tone of our debate has a lot to do with why we don't accomplish things. And, um, you know, we just, we got to change that tone. You can be civil, but principled. Well, we wish you would run Again, and if you ever decide to, you've got our wholehearted support. Well, I'd say you'd have to announce it here is what would have to happen. Yeah, you'd have to make the announcement. We'd be there with you, beside you, for you, all the way. You know, these ideas of federalism, which are rooted in our country and our principles, are ones that we we spouted forever. I I find it so amazing when I sit down with people who disagree with me politically, when I lay before them these principles to join me in the idea of federalism, they're like bright-eyed and going, wow, you know what? I will. Liberals and conservatives should be able to join us on these ideas of federalism because Thomas Jefferson was right. The best government is the one that's closest to us. Couldn't agree with you more. And you all, for the longest time that I remember, have always been very good on that. You know, it's kind of funny with uh, President Trump being in office now, even the liberals think federalism is a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Good point. I guess that's what it took, right? Yeah, it really does. But no, you're you're exactly right. Jefferson, you go back to the founders and the debate over the Ninth and Tenth Amendment. They almost didn't want that those amendments because they thought it was so self-evident no one would ever disagree that you can only do what's in article one section eight and everything else is left to the states and the people respectively that was it was it was so seared into their conscience they didn't even think it was necessary madison said that now of course it's they're 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 forgotten amendments you know that everything else is left to the states. so i I don't know you know we started it with the new deal and and there was a maybe you know obviously a short-term crisis after the after the uh, the Great Depression, but we've we've so uh, all those programs are still, you know, in, in the federal code, and we've just added on to it and yeah. added on to it, and so trillion dollar deficits are immoral and unsustainable. You know, in Agreed. the last twelve fifteen years, we've gone from a five trillion dollar debt at the beginning of the Bush administration to now twenty two trillion dollars and and growing. Wow. Uh, a trillion a year. I mean, it's just, it, it will crush our country. Yep. Uh, so anyway, we can talk about that. Yep, for I completely, while, we could, I'm absolutely. I'm so glad you agree with that and that you, I hope you'll keep talking about it, gentlemen, because uh, explaining people what that means and more importantly, why it's necessary for government closest to the people governing best, I think is, is critical for our future. Yeah. Well, let me get you to speak about your new initiative here. You and a bipartisan group, I mean, people I know you disagree with on a lot of issues stood right there on the stage and you guys talked about this new group called Virginians for Reconciliation. Your comment was to get people to know, respect, and care for one another and break down the certain barriers. Speak to that a little bit. 
you know, it's part and parcel uh, to some degree of civil, uh, with, with this issue of civility. Uh, the reason it's important this year, as you know, it's the 400th anniversary of the first Africans coming to America. And, of course, they came to Fort Monroe, Virginia in August of 1607, uh, 1609, in uh, 1619, excuse me, in, you know, in chains. And uh, so began the slave trade, first uh, in Jamestown and then. Richmond became the uh, the epicenter of the slave trade for a number of years, but we've also made great progress. Doug Wilder, the first black governor, right? Had, uh, you know, civil rights leaders like sure. uh, uh, you know the, the, the walkouts in the schools in, in Prince Edward uh, County and uh, so forth. So there's um, we've made a lot of progress, and I think this is the year Virginia should be a leader. We should be bold about it. You know, the Constitution requires that the Declaration says that we're all, uh, you know, all uh, given inalienable rights by the Creator. And, you know, the Scriptures say that we're all created equally in the image and likeness of God. So if we really believe that, uh, then we should look at ways where people can start by, you know, working together, trusting each other, breaking down these barriers, uh, black and white, where we have these uh, presumptions or prejudices against one another and find just ways to work together because, you know, we'll be a majority non-white nation by 24, 2046 most predict. And we, we better start getting this, this right. And, and just having a more just and equitable society based on merit and character and other things as Dr. Dr. King said. So what this is all about, and you're right, it was an incredible group of people that got together. Uh, Secretary Janet Kelly and I, and, David Bailey, a local pastor in Richmond, uh, African-American pastor, came up with the idea about a year ago, started working on it and got a, a wonderful group of people from uh, the big influencers in the society, uh, politics and government, education, the arts, business uh, and the faith community and uh, decided what can we do to get people to actually work together, to get out of their comfort zone uh, in, in, in 2019 and try to uh, uh, break down some of these prejudices. So it's uh, it, you know Governor Northam joined us, right. Cox, Mayor Mayor Stoney, uh, that's good. Barry Devall, the head of the Chamber of Commerce, and just people from all walks of the community to say we want to see sixteen nineteen, the difference, and it's basically the golden rule, you know, right. uh, love your neighbor. And so the ideas you see, you may have read some of the ideas, but it's things as simple as walking this slave trail, you know, walk so people can understand what it was like. Uh, to, to do that. Uh, and, and so where do we go from here based on our history in Virginia and America of slavery? What's the next steps to take? It's pastor exchange or pulpit exchange programs where the, the black pastor preaches at the white church and vice versa uh, to uh, be able to hear different messages from people of different races. It's uh, reading things like the book, The Color of Law, kind of a, a riveting uh, discussion about the legal system and then have discussion groups. It's um, having sort of the multicultural concerts where, you know, theoretically you could have a, a rock, a gospel and a, sure. you know, a hip hop concert all together and let people come together and just experience so, one another. I mean, it, it's, it's multiple things like that that are that are soft, that are easy to do. And uh, what and can people, people do? I mean, is there, is there a place where they can find out about this? Is there a website? Is there uh, what are you kind of asking the citizens of the Commonwealth? <laughs> well, that's a great question. We're asking everybody to first and foremost, uh, you know, search their hearts and find ways just to be a good neighbor, yep. uh, you know, reach out to somebody uh, of, of a different race and, and, and find out about, you know, what's in their heart. How do they think? Because I think, see, people, I think people do that you know, now. We're all the same. I think people do that now. I, I, I don't live in a world that I see politics talk about. 
I'm serious. I look at what well, we have a race. Pro- I mean, everywhere I go, there seems to be people living together. It's I think a-, a lot of people do that now, but I, I think we still have a situation and a problem. And this is going to be like the first step towards reconciling that. Uh, we do. It, you're, you're right. We have made a lot of progress, particularly in our in our state. And, and uh, of course, Richmond has been uh, from the Confederacy to now, a, you know, a thriving biracial community. It's really, it's right. really come, sure does. you know, a long way. Obviously, some policy issues to deal with, whether it, whether it's monuments or housing or the quality of the education, different areas of the community, et cetera. There's still issues that have to be dealt with. But people being able to work together, trust one another. First is sure. what you have to do. There is a website that is getting up and running. I'm delighted to say that we have uh, great partners, uh, frankly, black, white on the right, on the left of the political spectrum that are working together. Uh, there's a great Richmond organization called Initiatives of Change USA. They have a Kellogg Foundation Perfect. grant. There are partners and, and they are getting a website uh, up and running. Uh, I'll come back on if you have me. Good. Uh, Listen, I'd love to have you back. You more about this yeah, because would you? We, we'd certainly love to have your listeners I'll be part of it. There are many other participatory exercises that, you know, if you guys could put on the website, the 21 activities that we're, that we're recommending that the group has put together over the last six months about things people can do. Uh, Good. There's, a, there's a lot of things well, thank uh, you, that, about they can participate, participate in this year. I appreciate that. Thank you very That's much. That's awesome. And we'd love to have you back on. Yep. We appreciate your time here today. You can come on every week from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the well, Bob McDonald so segment. Nice me. I'm very grateful for this. Good to be back with the Lee brothers, and I wish you the very best success. You, and I uh, hope to be back on in a bit. Godspeed Thank to you. you so much. Same to okay. you, Governor. God bless you guys. You have a good week. God bless you. That's former Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Bob McDonald. And a truly great American. All right, your phone call is next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a Total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. One, two, three. In the summertime, walking on the trees. What is that? The green and the red bird sings. I wrote this right out of other bop music. <laughs> this one that I wrote. In the summertime, I like to sing this song because it sounds so weird in the summertime. So I, I'm going to... Uh, th- this may sound interesting, but I, I totally disagree with this initiative. I, this Virginia's for Reconciliation, quite honestly, it bothers me. I don't. I don't... Like the initiative, I think, is four hundred years old. Old. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't think we have. I'm going to go on record here. I don't think the country has a racial problem. I think politics has a racial problem. I think like politics. I told, like stir I told the governor McDonald. Like I told Governor McDonald. I I think most of us live in a world with no race issues. You don't think the Democratic Party stirs up racism in the United States? Well, that's what I just said. I think it's found in politics. And it's Democrats- found in politics, but it's affecting the citizens of the United States because of politics. The Americans because of politics, right? But we still have a problem because of politics. If the, po- so if the politicians problem. would stop. Their dino dung crap That's to what I'm stir saying. up the people. How are you? Then we wouldn't have a racial problem. But right now we have one, and who's at fault? The Democratic Party. Uh, see, I would I would go a step further. I'd say the racial problem is still inherently inside that circle of politics because you, me, and then people listening to this show, they live and work every single day with different races of people every day, and there's not a problem. Okay, you can function in America without a racial problem. We have equal justice under the law. We have a fully functioning free market system. Fully functioning. And this idea of a racial reconciliation is nothing more than 
trying to find something, quite honestly. And, what, and politicians are good at this. What do, I, what do our politicians need to be first and foremost? They need to, to, they, they need to be leaders. We need leadership from our politicians. How do you not think? Not divisive statements. Not divisive statements and not a lieutenant governor who gets up and walks out of the room whenever they mention Robert E. Lee's name. For or the Lee brothers. Robert <laughs> E. Lee was not like a head of the Ku, Ku Klux Klan. He was not right. this psycho nut job crazy person. Indeed. All right. Your phone calls next. 454-1366. Uh, you agree with me. Lee Brothers 820 WNT. I paused at that. No, you, you agreed with me. You agreed with me. And 92.7 FM. It's about time. <laughs> it works every time. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. I'm, uh, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of the Virginia House. In committee, they voted down more than a dozen gun bills. Goodbye. That. They voted down more than a dozen gun bills. Go- goodbye. That's phenomenal, That's including funny. the red flag proposal cool. and a bunch of other ones. So uh, not in the uh, House. In the, I don't, uh, I think the, the House committees are still run by Republicans. I thought for sure. Is the House of Delegates run by Republicans or Democrats? That's the question, I think, before us. But we'll, we'll uh, deal with that at the break and fight it over back and forth. All right, coming up, the... Um, do do car bills make us safer? Seat belts and phone things, they make us safer or not? Just saying. Uh four five four thirteen sixty six Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW ninety two point seven FM. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hear you. You know, it's just after five o'clock outside the Capitol, in case you didn't know. Let's see, college, Just after five o'clock. College students can't explain toxic masculinity. They have no idea what it is, yet they're against it. Uh, <laughs> Sen- Senator uh, Amanda Chase, she drives the left crazy by carrying a gun during session. She will be here to explain, I hope. I wonder how many firearms are in this building right now. Quite exactly. a few. Exactly. Quite a few. <laughs> exactly. And um, do, do laws against seatbelts and cell phones make you safer? That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is a founding father's intended, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. Uh, one of these last beautiful days before ugly weather attacks us again. Next week's going to be kind of cold. We've got a Arctic air mass coming our way. I love that term. Arctic air, air mass. mass. I want to be an Arctic air mass when I grow up. <laughs> you are an Arctic air I want air to come mass. down and chill people out. <laughs> Temperature's going to drop Sunday. They say within an hour it's going to drop 20 degrees. But just one hour. And just within one hour. Okay, it's so going, it's to, not dra- be it's going to be around 50, and then you're going to blink, and it's going to be 30. 30 or below. Yeah, I did the math. And see, right? the rain will change to snow, but the ground will be wet from the rain. We're, we, we could have massive rain or little rain. They have no there idea. There we go again. They Why is that have weekend? no you idea this, what they're going to do. You notice it's weekends only? It must be one of these weekend only winters. One of the local meteorologists that uh, I know fair, very well personally told me that this is the hardest place on the east coast to oh, successfully whatever. predict the weather because of the mountains sure it is if it's coming from the south uh-huh. it's different right, if it's coming whatever. from the north then he can move and sometimes they literally flip a coin because they they really cannot say as a matter of fact like if you're out in the plains and it's coming right at you 
It's kind of like a, a uh-huh. bull in a china shop. It's coming right for me. But here, it's different. Okay. Because the mountains, it Thank can you. deflect off the mountains. Didn't know that. I think it's fascinating. Fascinating. All right, and, Tom. Uh, Michael Jackson's also alive, just in pa- case people didn't know. Oh, my gosh. Paul McCartney's dead. Somebody help me. Uh, mermaids are real. Patriots at theleebrothers.com is your email address. And our phones are open, 454-1366. 454-1366. The best form of government. Is the one that's not in session, period. And they're at home fishing and hunting and doing whatever they do when they're not in session. Right. I, I think it's better that way. But when they oh, get here, they ought, you know, they got to have 1,300 bills to look at because everybody needs to have a bill. You know, do you ever call, I bet you they have over 2,000 bills that they're working on. They called, um, actually, here's the exact number. Thanks for asking. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up here for you. This is the exact number of bills currently being debated in the uh, General Assembly in the House. There's 1,309, that's 1,395 in the House, 1,005 in the Senate. So that's 2,400 No, bills. you don't You don't add them together. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Total bills. No, you do not. Total bills. You don't add them together because the House doesn't debate the Senate bills at the same time. I know that. Okay, just saying. Anyway. But it's, I was just proving how good I am at math. I love how people look at bills and they think, this is going to solve everything. If only we would ban the use of cell phones by your hand, you know, car crashes will go down. Only if we could have stricter seatbelt laws, we would be safer. Okay. So why why do people wear their seatbelt? Because they don't want to fly through the windshield? Because they don't want to get bounced around a car if they get rammed? If the seatbelt law was repealed, how many people would stop wearing their seatbelt? Right. Not a whole lot. Exactly. Not, that, a, not a whole lot. I've, I've been in an accident with no seatbelt on. Well, how many people... And that sucked. I have to admit, I wear mine now. How many people actually even know there's a seatbelt law, but yet still wear one? I, I mean, I find this shocking. They don't know there's a seatbelt law, yet they wear one? I don't know anybody that doesn't know there's a seatbelt law because there's signs all around. No, no, that's driving not the point. The interstate, that's not the a, point. I get what you're saying. It's but you're point. saying people don't know there's a law. People do know there's a law. They would still wear their seatbelt even if there were no there law. There are people who don't know it's a law. Okay. There are people. Call us and tell us if you don't know there's oh, a law. come on. Virginia will continue to have the weakest seatbelt law in the country after a How Senate it, committee killed a bill. How could it be oh, the weakest? If, some, if people are wearing their seatbelt, do they make a different kind of seatbelt? Like something that a harness, like race car drivers have that... That are not installed in the automobiles in Virginia, but they are everywhere else. How how is how do we suck at the seatbelt law? <laughs> it doesn't even matter. To our original point, you're going to wear it's it anyway. It's ridiculous. The it, Senate it, committee killed a bill that would require rear seat passengers to wear their their uh, belts. Well, here's the thing: if they had never told people that the people in the back seat would have been putting them on anyway. I thought there was a seatbelt law for the back seat. People get in my car. I don't even puts care. Their exactly. On. Who's usually Come in the on. back seat for a family anywhere? A bunch of kids. You're going to drive around with your kids unbuckled, potentially bouncing off the ceiling from a car accident, or are you going to have I, them buckle up for safety? I think here's the premise. Remember the little jingle, "Buckle up for safety." No, everybody, I don't, but buckle I, up. I don't remember that. But here's the premise. Buckle up. I, I don't want you to sing it. Here's the, everybody. Buckle. I wish you'd stop. Thank Here, you. <laughs> boom is right. Here's the exactly. Point. Thank I th- you. I think there's a premise. I have a background singer now. from every politician that says without this law, they're not going to do it. You know, that's, uh, that's forget, insane. Here, that's here's insane. the deal. Uh, here's what I'd like every politician to remember. We, uh, yes, us serfs and peasants, 
We know how to take care of ourselves. We've been doing this a while. We can get our own mortgages. We can get our own health insurance. We can drive our own cars and protect our own families. It's a weird scenario. I know it's hard for you to believe. But we do it anyway. But we do it anyway. We don't need laws to tell us. If you got rid of the seatbelt law today, you just got rid of it. You're not going to have people going through windshields. You're, You're not any more than you do today. You might have 10 people that say, Aha, uh-huh. I ain't got to wear my seatbelt nobody, no more. No, nobody would do Nobody's that. Nobody's going to do that unless they are that. like a fence post. They're a little thick, so, like a rock. So what kind of premise is there to state with the top of the article, Virginia will continue to have one of the weakest seatbelt laws in the country, as if we're supposed to go, ah! And everyone's supposed to go, are you kidding me? How could you vote to make us the weakest seatbelt law in the country? <laughs> you, do you want our people injured? I mean, do you want people to die in cars? That's why no, you, you're exactly. not going to pursue this You law? Lee brothers just want people to die? Is that what it is? We, eh, well, we need uh, laws to tell us this. That's and then in, there's, That's insanity. Of course it is. Because, see, the American people are the citizens of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. We're pretty good at taking care of ourselves. Yes, we are. Okay, we know a car has a seatbelt for a reason. Every person on the planet has told their kids to make sure they buckle up. This is common sense. No law can institute common sense. None. If you make you it a mandatory. You can try, but you can't teach it. If you make it mandatory that everybody who looks at a car buckles up before they get in, it still wouldn't make a difference. No, it wouldn't. People would still. People would still be buckling up. Exactly. Then there's, then there's this one. Do we have time to argue this one? I think we do. We are so weak on our laws, though. I, I don't know if they've changed this, but a police officer used to not be able to. He, he couldn't stop you. A primary if he saw offense. you going down the road with no seatbelt on, he couldn't pull you over unless you were speeding or right. had, had to be hanging some out reason. the window looking behind you. Right, right. Cheeseburger in one hand, soft drink in the other, steering with your knees. He couldn't stop you. Right. I don't know if that's changed or not. No, I think it is now a primary uh, offense. They can, they can grab you for. The simplicity of it all. Right, yes. Buckle your seatbelt. It's, it's just, look, we don't need to even, we don't need a government official to find the closest microphone and scream, oh my gosh, people are dying, but a seatbelt law in place is irrelevant. Yet, it feels good. I mean, just think of it. If you're a politician, you could go to a microphone and say, here's how much I care. I want a seatbelt law. And everybody goes, oh, he, he cares. He likes puppies and children. And I'm going to pass a law where you get a $500 fine if you don't yeah. buckle up for safety. Right. Because How just, much are you going to love that politician when yeah. you don't buckle up and get a ticket? Right. Not very right. much. All right, coming up, we're going to argue this, uh, or maybe not. We might agree. We get to argue? Outstanding. That doesn't happen. Didn't bring any food to throw. This this phone, uh, this new phone idea that we're not going to allow you to hold a phone in the Commonwealth. That's a new bill, new proposal. What if your phone runs through your radio? Well, you're not holding it. Then you can talk. Then you can talk. Then you just look like you're going down the road, either singing along or talking. Exactly. You know, if, 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 you see people going down the road talking to their dashboard. I might be concerned. I might back off no, and get away from them. Well, you see those people all the time. Some you of know. them are just talking to their dashboard. That's right. Well, no, I doubt you know that. I doubt they're talking really? to their dashboard. Okay. That's who they're doing. You think so? All right, your phone That's calls what next. you do. 454-1366. Libro is 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Don't make stuff up. And don't pretend. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. I can't see me loving nobody. 
reason we're not singing on the show. Because I'm superior. 454 Singer. 1366-454-1366. And Lakin Gabel left her three-month son home to head to work in Williamsburg. While the 21-year-old new mom was driving, she started Snapchatting and lost control of her vehicle. What a tragedy. On Wednesday of this week, Roxanne Gable, her mother, held up the last Snapchat selfie her daughter ever took, and she asked Virginia lawmakers in Richmond to support a hands-free driving legislation that would ban drivers from holding a cell phone for any reason. A sad, sad story. Tragic story. So her the daughter... the line is, don't Snapchat, don't text and drive, don't Snapchat and drive. The, is the premise here the mother's trying to make is if there was a law against holding a cell phone that her daughter wouldn't have snapped? Did her daughter not know Snapchatting yeah. was wrong to do while you're driving anyway? I've seen so many people. It's against the law to text and drive. As far as Snapchatting goes, I couldn't do it sitting here. I don't know how to Snapchat. There's no way I could do it driving. You don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. I'm not sure I know what it is. I, I get, I think it's like It's like Snapchat, Instagram, right? Drive. I don't know what, you don't know what I'm not is. on instant, you're, Instagram. You're impossible. I, I do you're know how to text. You're every minute I talk to you. <laughs> uh, you should not text and drive. I know people who who talk into their phone and text. Yeah, I do I, that. I, my phone will do that. I just don't, don't know do that. I don't, if I'm, somebody text, sends me a text message if I stop at a stoplight, I'll look at it. If I have time to respond, I will. But that's illegal, too, because police officer sees you. They can write you a ticket for that. I actually saw a police officer texting and driving. Oh, of course, they can. People They're are going to text and drive, even though it's against the law. And people are going to Snapchat and drive, whether it's legal or not. That's so changing the, the point. Putting a law in place is not going to bring her daughter back. And it's probably not going to save I just any, don't understand. anyone's life. You I, know, I, I, common I, sense needs to come in somewhere. Uh, well, personal accountability. Exactly. Comes in somewhere. And got, it has to. I know the mother is distraught by this. And I don't, oh, yeah. I, I can't even begin to think the baby's or blame her for this. going to grow up without her mother. And it's so tragic. It's but, so sad. But the go down a path that's not helpful. I, I'm not so sure making it illegal is going to do anything. Under current law, what her daughter did and was doing that day wasn't illegal. It was stupid and wrong, but it wasn't illegal. Right. So if we make it illegal, she wouldn't have done it? You the, know, Chant, there's a very strong possibility. She still would have been Snapchatting of course. and she driving. Knew if she knew it wasn't a good idea. If she, she wanted to talk to someone, why don't she call them? Set the phone on the dashboard, put it on speaker, and, of course. and talk while you're driving. Of course. They're going to make that illegal next. But... Government is now looking at ways to make the uh, current law, which states you can't email or text, to cover people doing anything with their smartphones. In you the can't age. email and text? I mean, email and drive? No, so here, the, is, what's interesting is the law says drivers can't use their phones for emails or text, but it isn't broad enough to cover the other things. So we have to lay them out for you? Okay, you can't Snapchat, you can't Instagram, you can't Facebook, you get what? That's ridiculous. You can't Next play games. Be, you can't eat a cheeseburger. Well, you can't drink a, a beverage. You can't. This is why it's talk on the phone and drive. This is why you can't it's listen to the radio. Maybe coming up. Maybe they're going to take radios away from us. The, well, the biggest distraction Who in knows? an automobile 
is not your cell phone. You know what it is? It's people in the car. Absolutely. It's other people in the car. Absolutely. So what are you going to do, ban other people in cars? Yeah. I mean, the point is Earplugs, driving. A divider between you and the other people. Right. And uh, you're good to go. Right. Driving is a serious business, and most of America gets it. And you're, understands you're, it. And we, going, we, we're functioning as uh, in a civilization here. Are there a few people who make stupid decisions? Absolutely. No law will fix this. You're going down the road in a mass of moving metal. It's a weapon. You could kill a family of four by blinking. You know, it's very easy to get in a car accident, and it's very dangerous. A, a mass of moving metal is a very dangerous object coming down the road, sometimes on the highway. This young lady was on the interstate, 65, 70, 75, 80 miles an hour. Well, we don't know that. I've had cars come by me so fast they suck the paint off almost is what it well, feels like. Well, that's because like. you're going 20 and they're going 60. Well, hey, that's I'm going to get where I'm going. Well, they're, but don't get mad at somebody that's going the speed limit is my point. You can't say I they don't. blew the doors off I you don't. when they're going the speed limit and you're not. No, that's I'm, a different I'm story entirely. people that were like, no, you're not. The car rocks. You've never, go by. well, first of all, you and have. And I don't go 20 miles an hour no, on the interstate. you go 40. You know it. So you go a little faster. You ride with me and. That's when I'm yelling at you. Go a little fast. I say, what do I say to you all the time? You wait till I drive you Sunday to the airport. <laughs> what do I say all the time to you? Uh, that car just passed you. That's that car just passed you. On the right you. side of the road and you're on the left lane. I'm in the left lane because I'm running five miles an hour over the speed Doesn't limit. Doesn't matter. If you're Which, being passed, uh, you're in the wrong lane. Some people think that's actually illegal. If you're, it's not. If you're it's in the, illegal. I'm breaking the law. I'm if, a lawbreaker. I have to ask if, forgiveness every night, my friend. <laughs> Because I break the speed limit. Five if, miles an hour you, over the limit, I if, break the speed limit. But if you're being passed, you're in the wrong lane. Well, if I'm being passed, I'm being passed by somebody who should not be no, passing me. No, that's not the rule. I'm running five that's miles not the over rule, the limit, Richard. so they've got to be running not the rule. 10 over the that's limit at what least. Ha- you're in the maybe wrong. Maybe 20 over. If you're getting passed on the right side, you're in the wrong lane, no matter okay. what. I'll drive in the right Thank lane, you. 20, 25 miles an hour. I'll put my flashers on when the buddy slams <laughs> in the back end of Don't me. do that. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. You wait well, Sharks, you know, maybe we could get on television as a team. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. The Lee Brothers on this Friday afternoon. This beautiful Friday afternoon. Thanks for checking us out on uh, Facebook.com, the Lee Brothers, up and running live here. We have quite an audience, it looks like. The, uh, of course, I'm from over here. and You know, Lee County High School, or Lee County Public Schools uh, this just year. Lee County is our county. It's a phenomenal county. It's the greatest county on earth. They decided they could arm their teachers, so they asked the state for approval. Of course, Attorney General Mark Herring said, no, you no. can't. And uh, they hired Ken Cuccinelli to fight him. That would be an interesting little battle. We'll continue to watch that and Ken's see how it a turns great out. Guy, By the know. way, I'm not sure that I'm in favor of, of arming teachers. I believe someone in the school ought to be armed. But I'm not, I don't know if I'm a t- teacher armed. I don't care. I don't well, know. they need to go through training. And, and Lee and County they've got to want to carry a gun. If they don't want to, they shouldn't be forced to. And they need to train them. Instead of giving them a box full of rocks, Lee County can decide that. That's Absolutely, what I'm it's of. their their decision. All right, coming up. Speaking of carrying, how about on the floor of the General Assembly? Senator Amanda Chase did. That's Truly next. Great American. Virginia citizens and American patriots. The Lee Brothers. Eight twenty WNTW ninety two point seven FM. Yeah. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366. Oh, 
just after 5.34. Outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting to his left sometime. Yes, his far left. His far left. We're it the only the two-headed Lee. talk show on the planet, planet Earth. And other planets, too. We'd there are some that. on Vega. <laughs> in another galaxy, but not here. All right, 454-1366, Lee Brothers here. Look, we looked up uh, the, the story of the week. Very interesting. The great Just, story of someone we cherish and think the world of. Got a picture of a, I a, love this lady. a state senator. With all our hearts. Carrying a firearm on the uh, the floor of the Senate no, here. That was cool. In the Capitol. And I, I looked, I said, wait a minute. That's my own personal senator. Joining us right now to discuss that and this week she's had is... State Senator Amanda Chase. Hey, Amanda Chase. Senator, how are you? Scott and Richard Lee, it is so good to actually be on your show. Oh, come on. so good to have you. By the way, I'm like five minutes, less than five minutes from the studio, so I will see you in person in about five minutes. Outstanding. So are you going to walk in here on your cell phone? With a box of donuts and a handgun. And then get on the air? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That can be arranged. That was a... That was a request. That was a subtle hint. <laughs> Not really subtle. Amanda, Amanda the, uh, FoxNews.com. Virginia State Senator openly carries revolver on state capital as she empowers women. Richmond.com. State, Senator Chase wears handgun to podium to present bills. DailyProgress.com. Uh, conservative activists urge lawmakers to reject ERA. That would be you, by the way. TheHill.com. Virginia State lawmaker openly carries her gun. On the Senate floor. LeeBrothers.com. <laughs> Why are you carrying a revolver oh, instead of a, a fully automatic <laughs> handgun? Well, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to blow everyone away with the AR-15. So. Yeah, right. No, that would be. That, that would be. be uh, All right. So it's very cool that you know what that is. I mean, it's very. Before um, I ask you about the ERA and your stance on that, let me just get your take and what you've been telling people about the reason you carried your thirty-eight revolver on the uh, Senate floor. Okay, well, so one, it's not the first time I've ever carried a revolver. I actually carry every day. It just happened to be that I didn't conceal carry that particular day after a particular incident that occurred with Senator um, Dick Black, who is my seatmate. And um, I conceal carry. I don't. I really didn't want anyone to know that I was carrying. It's kind of a personal choice. Sure. But um, you know, when I uh, became elected office, you know, we've, and I don't talk about this a lot, but we end up with um, threats um, of, you know, you don't feel safe um, because people are constantly um, coming after you. I've had threats. I've had stalkers. I've had um, people say they're going to run over their, run over me with their car. Wow. All kinds of things. So, I mean, I don't talk about that. I knew what I was getting into whenever I ran for the seat. And, you know, it just comes with the territory. But it's not something we as legislators talk about, quite honestly. So were you not yeah, trying? I had no idea there was that many nuts in, in, oh, yeah, in Virginia. I had no idea. So are you telling me that you really didn't set out to make a statement that it was just one of these days yeah. where you didn't conceal it? That's exactly right. It was not designed to be a political statement. It just kind of happened to work out, interestingly enough. But um, I remember um, as I was leaving the Capitol that day, I thought after I heard about Senator Black's incident, I believe it was a um, sanctuary city bill that was in committee that he spoke on and there was an altercation and I wasn't there. So I'm not going to comment on it. 
But I do know that the Capitol Police was involved. And in my opinion, um, wow. I just I just felt it would be a deterrent. Maybe I should open carry. I mean, I have a custom-made hold, holder. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it was nice. That, that, that I have, so it's secure. It's not going to fall off or come off or anything like that. I had a uh, Richmond City police officer who's a close friend and neighbor of mine that actually helped me to pick everything out. So, I mean, and, nice. and I was... I, I was trained by a licensed instructor who teaches all Chesterfield County Police Department um, how to shoot, and uh, is, so I had very good instruction. Is That's the awesome. uh, the feedback you received um, is it what you expected, or did it was is it, it worse positive? or positive? You know, I know people are surprised to believe this, but I really wasn't thinking it was a big deal to carry, even open carry. I just thought this is what I'm going to do today. Just like people brush their teeth, I carry my gun and my, you know, I carry a gun. That's a great analogy. And um, you brush awesome. your teeth, I carry a gun. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put your clothes on the morning, it's part of my routine. Right, I understand. Whatever I go about my day, you know, it's just one of those things I do. And um, and I've had to do because of being in exactly. the public and being in the public eye and with my family and all that. And, and I just don't take personal safety for granted. But um, anyway, this is an interesting aside to that. The day that I did bring my um, firearm, I you know wore it open carry, was the day that we were debating the ERA amendment, and, right. and I really didn't think. I mean, I honestly, didn't think about it. I mean, it just kind of worked out. It was a god thing, um, but in meaning that it just happened. It was a good visual. I think turned out to be send a message. Yeah, and like I jokingly, empowering women don't aren't needed because I've got a gun on my hip kind of thing? Or is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah. Well, I jokingly call it my little ERA. Like, you know, if you got the <laughs> That's second actually amendment. pretty good. My little equal rights amendments on my hip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Kind of levels the playing field a little bit. <laughs> That's right. But, What's on your hip, um, the second amendment? <laughs> so so <laughs> let me so let me get you to speak to that, if, if I may. You, you, sure. the, the equal rights amendment. You, were you the only woman in the Senate to speak up against this? Yes. Okay, that's why you probably made the. Are there the any other line. women in the Senate carry, that that carry yeah, firearms? Sure. Oh, I don't know about that, but men and women. Well, I will let them speak for themselves. There you I go. Um, I don't know who is carrying and who isn't carrying. I know a lot of my um, Senate colleagues do carry um, because I've I've seen I've seen their guns. Sure, right. Uh, but you know, we just we don't really make a big deal. Of course not. About right. it. You know, we just—it's just part of well, part of who we are people, as individuals and citizen right. legislators. Well, it's people part of who, your life now. Well, people who carry firearms don't think it's a big deal. We really don't. I mean, we wear, we wear yeah. them all the time, and even my family and my kids—they don't even notice anymore. They don't even care. I mean, and Scott right. stopped walking out the street challenging people. Yeah, I stopped doing that because I thought it was a negative. The Wild West that never went well anyway. I, I should have thought it was Matt Dillon or something. So you introduced something uh, to kind of counteract, but actually make the statement against the ERA. But you had it something completely different. Can you explain that? What did you introduce? So basically, what I did is this: I just introduced. Um, a bill that would basically just affirm. acknowledge kind of affirm. The, yeah, it's a, it's called an affirmation, equal rights affirmation, affirming women and our accomplishments already, and that we really don't need an equal rights amendment. You know, having worked for three different congressmen, I know what what they're what they're trying to do. Um, meaning the mainstream, this ERA that they're trying to put forward and uh, this agenda. You know, they want Virginia to be the 38th state and mm-hmm. make history, even if it passes. 
it is nothing more than a memorial resolution, and Congress just doesn't even notice those. I mean, they, the General Assembly, they're so not noticed that back in 2000, um, Congress, I mean, the um, the Virginia General Assembly stopped even sending them through. I mean, it's just not something you do. It's kind of considered worthless and a lot of time with nothing really accomplished. What should happen is, I mean, the, the ERA has expired. The time limit is gone. It got an extension to 1982. Uh, once that expired, it was dead. And and the only way to reintroduce that is to start it over again and reintroduce it back in Congress, not the states, but in Congress. That's right. And then I would say the second thing, they need to redefine some of the terminologies. If you look at the actual article itself, it does not define what the term sex means. And here, 30 years later, actually, it's 40 years later. Sex can mean many different things to many different people. It's not clearly defined in our culture today. What does sex even mean? And if it's pr- truly for women, then you need to define sex. And in my, I mean, if they change that word sex and put female in there, I'd probably be all over it. But that's not what it says. Hmm. It says sex. And so my concern is that if that bill moves forward, it will it will move towards creating women being identical to men, that there, those, dif- those um, differences between men and women would no longer be able to be acknowledged or recognized. And I know this sounds really crazy, but this is what happens. We, it sounds crazy and then it happens and it becomes the culture is that it would create a genderless society. It, this, if, the, if Congress actually takes this on, you're looking at gender fluidity, meaning yeah, there's, it's not good. it would be completely illegal for us to have women's colleges, women's scholarships. Wow. I mean, if you work out at the gym, if a woman works out, this is the ironic part, is that if a woman works out at a gym and wants to shower afterwards, you have no protected safe place to go and shower because it would be illegal for that gym, just as it is, we would never discriminate, separate blacks and whites. You would never, in that same level of context, never be able to differentiate between the male and the female. And that actually hurts women. Yeah. Well, yeah. no question it does. Just let me, in the remaining minute we have here, the equal rights affirmation, affirmation that you put forward was interesting to me, and I think our audience should know this, is that every Democrat in the Senate voted against it. They voted yeah. against it, and every Republican voted for it. What is the deal with that? Why wouldn't Repub- Democrat women affirm women? I think they don't like women. I think it really <laughs> shows that wow. they are not really for women. And once again, just like they called... The Affordable Care Act, affordable, and it really was not. It was a scheme to government force health care. It's the same exact thing. This is not really for women. Women are being used again by the left to accomplish their leftist agenda of gender fluidity. And I am infuriated as a woman. I'm tired of being used, and this legislator will not stand for it. Thanks, Amanda. Good Outstanding. Stuff. We'll see you in a minute. Get in here. You're awesome. All right. All right. I'm in the parking lot. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> All right, thank okay. you. That's State Senator Amanda Chase. A truly great American. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. Life is a crime. I must ask. You come up with these things. That's the latest song I wrote. <laughs> no, it's not. Four five four thirteen sixty six. 
Hey, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. If you click on the Lee Brothers, it takes you to what did Martin Luther King want us to know? Great video there at wr820theanswer.com. Uh, Martin Luther King, that's really great American. And iPhones, are they from hell, really? <laughs> and what would the disciples do if they had iPhones in Jesus' day? Great video there at 820theanswer.com. Do you remember answer. a time when— on Lee Brothers. Nobody had cell phones. Oh, yeah, sure. It was great. And it was a great time. Oh, it was phenomenal. And then pagers came along. And, and then it was, you're cool if you had a people pager. People were, yeah, you were really cool with the pager. You're if really, you had two pagers, you were a drug dealer. If you only had one, you were cool. Right, exactly. That's how it but worked. It was actually kind of masculine. I remember the days where masculinity was cool, yeah. where if you had a firearm on your hip, you were cool, man. Now it's masculine. Even, now, even now, now Amanda Chase has a firearm on her hip, and that changes everything. You see the Gillette commercial this week was interesting because they attacked men as they try to get them to buy their razors. I thought that was an interesting take that, on marketing. You know, that's kind of re- First psychology, <laughs> isn't it? That's unbelievable. So um, ca- campus uh, reform caught up to some students at Georgetown University and asked them if we need to end toxic masculinity. Um, society, I'd say it definitely is something we should address. It's definitely an issue that most of us face in some way or another. Actually- what? What do you mean? It? Oh, wait, wait, you wait, face wait. it. Tell me what toxic masculinity is before you tell me that's something that you have to face every day every day we are women and gender studies minors so we talk a lot about toxic masculinity in some of my classes is Um, that a question they talk a lot about it in classes if i was a parent of one of these kids (laughs) i'd say i'd be looking for a new school (laughs) i call them up and say define toxic masculinity if they even said okay I'd hang the phone up and call another one. Uh, that's ridiculous. Listen, listen to how she asked. She answers the question with a question, though. Masculinity in some of my classes. Um, that's a question. Masculinity in some of my classes. She's asking a lot. about toxic masculinity in some of my classes. Um, I definitely think it is an issue at large. I've absolutely an heard of toxic large. masculinity, and I do think it's an issue. Uh, I think it's a huge issue that should be addressed. Um, it's a real problem, especially for high school what girls. What man says that? Um, as they start to try and like break into the workforce, and there's people just kind of like breaking them down, saying that like it's not good enough because that is not happening. Breaking them, they that apply is not for, happening. They go into the workforce and they're getting. They're being broken down. Broken. They walk out of there crying, going home. That's oh, not broken down. That's stupid. Course, and there's people just kind of like breaking them down, saying that like it's not good enough because it's usually males. Focusing on it it's would be usually worthwhile male. here for sure. I think we need more ads like this because it brings attention to this uh, very serious uh, oh. topic. People have become more sensitive to it nowadays. Mm. They said it's more usually males. It's masculinity. It's, it, I guess it's it is usually male. males. The one girl says. Toxic mag- masculinity is a problem at large. <laughs> at large, it's like it's running down the street. We got to oh, stop it. Look out. Here comes toxic masculinity. masculinity. He turned the corner and went up the alley. Everybody, <laughs> run for your cars. <laughs> he turned a corner and ran up the alley. That'll be the day. All right, so um, <laughs> call the police. The next question, obviously. Gunning the man down. To the same students, the very next question is wait a minute. What is this toxic masculinity? Can you define it? Does it come into chaos? Masculinity, I would define as. Exactly. Don't know. You define there it. There isn't a sort it. of logic to it. I feel like it's more just. There's no logic. Shredding your stuff and being manly beyond there being a point to be. Being manly. I don't really know. No the idea point. that. I don't even know. Wait a second. You don't know? You don't he really said know. be manly. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know, but it is an issue at large. (laughs) I don't really know. The idea that 
men have to be a certain way, you know, dominant or dominant, physically imposing and all. And oh, yeah. To the oh, extent yeah. where... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. He has no clue. And these... He's running out of words. Constructs are not necessarily... Construct. If you use the word construct, that's obviously a good word. These constructs are not necessarily uh, conducive to building strong relationships between different members. Whatever. Or, or growing masculinity could be like really anything. Um, can be anything. anything. I like that one. <laughs> Put, it could be anything you want it to be. masculinity can be anything. Toxic masculinity could be like really anything. Um, anything that like puts men over... Th- females um i guess maybe i would say just guys being expected to behave a certain way and uh, i uh guys being expected to behave a certain way aren't we all expected to be- behave a certain sure, way absolutely. And, and why if the majority of people behave a certain way and is that toxic i only, don't know only in this new radical out of control progressive culture that a this is craziness. A These people are going to come out of college. That's the future yeah, of America. Vote. They vote, dude. Exactly. Four, That's the future of America right there, and they're toxic. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 92.7 FM. Yeah, I, I think I was a thug. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not a toxic masculinity slab of red beef wrap. Doesn't that sound good? That that is actually really that's impressive. A masculine you didn't even tell dinner me would that be one. a that's, slab of beef. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's what toxic toxic masculinity grilled, means. Grilled flesh. flesh on a on a barbecue. Check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to our page. We podcast our bios, everything you need to know about the Lee Brothers at 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers and two great videos there for your listening and watching pleasure. Yes, thanks for joining us. Be sure to stay tuned for Cut to the Chase with State Senator Amanda Chase. And we'll see you next Friday right here on 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. It works every time! My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so... Bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.